Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies Podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and this podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by the dadgum original Batman on Film. Hope you all are having a great week. Um, if you live in uh, the north, I hope you survived snowstorm we just had. I barely survived it. I mean, I survived it, of course. I was, I was home. I had food. I had beer. I was fine. Car was stuck for two days. <laughs> uh, got it out. We're good to go. But, uh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, uh, it's that time of year, right? Just, ugh. Snow. My worst enemy. Anyway. Uh, I'm very excited about today's episode. Um, I have... Um, Zach Moore from Always Hold On to Smallville and Lance Lasseter from Always Hold On to Arrow. Uh, you know, two best friends. And uh and then there's me kind of chiming in there, like, hey, you know, I'm 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 here too. You know, have you ever seen the poster or the DVD cover for Lethal Weapon 3? It's a lot like that. Like Mel Gibson and Danny Glover and Joe Pesci's like kind of behind them trying to peek out. I feel like that's our dynamic a little bit. Like they're they're the cool ones and I'm behind them like I'm here too, you know, uh, which, you know, I, I'd say is you can say, oh, that's not fair, but you'll listen to the episode and go, yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. But, uh, we, you know, we had a blast talking about, uh, another segment on, uh, the road to the Batman. We're talking Batman mask of the phantasm. Um, arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest Batman movie we have seen to date. Um, I mean, I, I I can't even I can't even say anything. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, if you're uh, looking for me, you can find me at Four Comic Junkies at Gmail dot com uh, at Four Comic Junkies on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's F O R Comic Junkies, uh, not four. Uh, there's just me. So, but it's inclusive. That's why it's four. All right, I'm rambling. I'm going crazy. I'm, I, I am like Joe Pesci. I'm like, okay, 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 all right, whatever, whatever. All right, all right. Let's just get to the damn episode. All right, here we go. And there we go. Cool. All right, so uh, Zach and Lance always hold on to podcast extraordinaires are joining me in this uh, road to the Batman. Uh, yeah, you know, segment piece, whatever doesn't matter. Uh, all the theatrical really that theatrically released. Wow, that was hard to say. Um, Batman films, which includes the cult classic Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, this is uh, this is very exciting because this is uh, definitely one of the uh, better Batman movies, despite the mainstream audience maybe not knowing about it. But these two guys, they sure as heck know about it. Zach, Lance. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Da, 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 I, I do not care at all about the Batman, but that is a rocking theme. And I've been humming it ever since it came out in the trailer. So we'll see if they prove me wrong. Uh, but happy to be here. I just thought it would be so funny if I like took you humming that as like the preview, you know, like the, or the intro. But then I accidentally screwed it up and it was like, duh, duh, duh. I actually don't care about the Batman at all. And I'm like, 
and my audience would just be super confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, then why the hell are you doing all these videos? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of get into it a little bit. Um, uh, you know, Lance and I, we did an episode about Return of the Joker. Uh, one of, you know, again, the absolute one of the absolute best Batman movies uh, ever made. Uh, Batman stories, I would even go so far as to say. Uh, and we got a little bit into Lance's secret history as far as uh, as far as Batman goes. So, Zach, let's get into your history with uh, with Batman. Batman, Batman. Yeah. So. Combination of the Tim Burton films, the Adam West show and Batman, the animated series. So I came out all those. I mean, for me growing up, that was like the golden age of Batman because you had like Bat Batman 89. I remember I distinctly remember my family getting the VHS tape, right? If anyone has the VHS tape, they know the, the Warner Brothers commercial at the beginning. Get your Warner Brothers ball cap. Warner Brothers yep. ball cap. You can't watch a Warner <laughs> Brothers movie without a Warner Brothers ball cap, right? <laughs> yep. The Diet Coke commercial, those are just ingrained for us of the VHS the era. Diet Coke. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. Alfred drinking was a black car. Anyway, uh -huh. for, for kids who grew up on VHS, as we all know these commercials that are in front of the movies on all of our favorite movies. So th those are just as yeah. iconic with that movie as the movie itself right but but that came out i remember batman returns the first movie i saw in the theater um mm -hmm. at least remember start to finish i think i'd seen a couple other things before but i remember my mom covering my eyes during some extreme moments <laughs> like the penguin biting off a man's <laughs> nose <laughs> yes that's very um, dark <laughs> but but reruns of the adam west show were kind of always a thing uh mm -hmm. on tv and then, of course, they had uh, Batman the Animated Series that came out. And that was 100% my jam. And I would watch that every day after school and loved all that stuff and had all the toy. Like, I had the toys and that, all, so many of my Batman toys come from that time period. I had the the first because they reused it for every other movie. But the, the, the Wayne Manor Batcave Command Center toy set, which was yes, Bruce, yeah. uh, which is Wayne Manor in the front and the Batcave in the back. And it was so I had that. And it's funny because like I didn't I never got another one because it, like I had it already, but they, they just would repaint it and re-release it all the time. Yep. Um, but no, I, yep. I, I love yep. Batman. I mean, Batman, he's, he's my second favorite comic character after Superman. And um, he's just such a malleable character that all these very different versions are, are just as iconic and important to me. So. I, I feel the same way. And it, it's funny you mentioned that Batcave uh, thing because uh, my friend Peter, who does the Team Yellow Oval Twitter account, uh, mm. he, um, like, he, we were just talking about that. We did an episode about Batman Returns and we were, you know, <laughs> we were talking about that. Um, and I was just, I remember that, like, the front was Wayne Manor, the back was the Batcave, but it was just like the three panels that you would just, like, have to imagine that, like, the Wayne's car would go through and out the end would be the Batmobile in your mind, at least. Yeah. At least in my mind. I don't know. Um, so Batman, the animated series is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that it's definitive Batman because it's everybody's iconic take on Batman. Everything that's come after, at least in terms of animation, like the Batman, Raven the Bold, uh, Beware the Batman, which is underrated. Um, you know, th those tried to emulate it in some way, shape or form. But I mean, a classic is a classic for a reason. You know, you can't <laughs> you can't top it, you know, um, like uh, like Lance, you know, you, you know, you know, we, when we were talking about Batman Beyond, it, it's just so interesting that the show kept going and getting I mean, with Justice League kept getting better and better. Um, 
do you still, you know, do you have HBO Max? Do you still watch the episodes often? I do watch the episodes often. Um, I have them on Blu-ray. Um, I have uh, access to to HBO Max. Um, so <laughs> you're welcome. That's, that's <laughs> clever word in there. <laughs> hey, you can have multiple profiles on there. It's perfectly legal. So. It sure is. <laughs> it is. Yes. So uh, so yeah. So like no, I, I rewatch you know episodes of it often. I haven't done like a you know in order you know chronological rewatch in a while but mm-hmm. i watch you know episodes here and there of various dcau things all the time uh just because yeah. you know depending on mood or you know what i'm feeling before i just need something to you know take my mind off of something or i need to feel good about something i'll watch i'll go back to that it's a it's a pretty tried and true uh comfort to go back to yeah um you know zach you you talking about batman being malleable even in that show, there was some malleability with it, um, where there were very dark and serious episodes. But then there were episodes that were a little bit more fun. And then there were some, like one of my favorite examples is the baby doll episode, which is it starts off so silly and goofy, but then by the end of it, it you're crying. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just... a that is a brilliant episode because it yes, takes it this this annoying catchphrase. It's like I didn't mean to, and you're so sick yeah. of it because you're like I know exactly this is. All these old shows have these silly catchphrases. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it becomes like right. the emotional core and the yep. last line. And she's like, I didn't mean to. You're like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. And uh, and I think, didn't they invent Baby Doll for the show? I don't think she's yeah. even from the comics. So that's incredible. Like, like, like that would, I don't know if it's in my top 10, but it's like always one that I remember and sticks with you, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it, it, I'm for sure. I, that's one I like to show people. Um, you know, it's like because Mask of the Phantasm is a fairly short movie, despite the fact that, it, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it doesn't feel short, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like all their animated movies are somewhere between 70, and some of them now are like 90 minutes, some of them are 90 minutes too long, if you ask me. Some of them are yeah. recent stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the uh, like uh, the Injustice movie was just god awful. Um, oh, yeah, I, I haven't gotten to that one yet, but it's it's on the it's on the list, <laughs> so I'll get there. Uh, if you don't get to it, <laughs> like oh, if, if I you don't read... get to it, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you've well, if you if if you've read the comics and played the games, you're good. Then that's good. Okay, because <laughs> I know I know you, yeah. you you love the injustice story and everything, so I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. was that was a disappoint that was a disappointment for you watching the the the, the movie. It it was just like I I just if you if you could have seen me, I went from like the biggest smile to like the just a by the end of it, like big now I need face. to watch something. To, yeah, I need to watch something to make me happy because that just pissed me off. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but um, but you know, it, it's it's funny because you know, with with Batman the animated series, they had this really great grasp on how to make a really great TV show. And I think uh, one of the pluses to it that just doesn't really happen anymore is it wasn't um, serialized. It's it's episodic. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, a pro and a con because, you know, you don't really get baby doll back until that weird episode in the reboot that they did yeah. with <laughs> Killer Croc, which I don't yeah. like that episode. Oh yeah, that's that's on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's not a very good one. But um, uh, but then um, lost my train of thought. But it, you know, it, but you could still, but they would still reference other episodes and other adventures or whatever, and. Uh, 
and you could still like watch any episode and catch on even mask of the phantasm there's some of the origin in there which is interesting um and i kind of like that it really wasn't until recently that uh the phantasm stayed kind of away from comic books um it's only recently in like the batman catwoman story which uh which is interesting because it's like uh, I kind of laughed a little bit. I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, you know, we, you know, I feel like comic book writers now are our age, you know, yes. or close to it. So they're bringing stuff that they liked from their childhood the same way that when they made this series, they brought stuff from like Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams and all that into the the, the movies and TV shows they, they were doing. Um, so it's like, oh, wow, you know, now we're in a generation where it's like, Oh, they're bringing this thing in that I remember from when I was a kid, or you know, can still watch now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, probably not with my kid, because uh, this movie is pretty dark and yeah. is actually fairly tragic. <laughs> um, although I did, I did tell Zach and, and the thirty three point one guys that I did start to show her Batman eighty nine. So. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> which you all yelled at me for by the way <laughs> i mean i probably i mean i was probably like five or six when i saw it i mean your daughter's what how old is she two yeah okay that's too young yeah <laughs> i'm glad um, you're dead yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, <come> on. <laughs> she, she didn't you know i we just fast forward through that you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs <laughs> so she you know when she's, she's when she's she's sorry when she starts, you know, <laughs> quoting, you know, and yelling at you, you want to get nuts. And then they, that, that's how you know you got yourself a problem. Well, that's true, too. Um, although she she was playing. We were playing today. It was kind of funny. And and she was uh, like pushing on me. And I kept going, ah, like making that noise. And she, and then I didn't know what she said. I thought she said, you're you're really tubby. And I was like, what did you just say to me? And she was like, who are you pretending to be? And I was like, oh, thank God, I was not ready for that conversation. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, I'm a lizard, you know? And she's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I forget how smart she is. Uh, so maybe she will start yelling, let's get nuts, or sometimes I just kill myself or something like that. Come to me, uh. you gruesome son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! What it's have like, I done? As a small, as a child, you're like, man, this Batman movie is hardcore. People are saying, like, you're full of shit, and I'm like, yeah. I can't say, I can't say these lines. So, uh, yeah. Batman, Batman Returns is is although much more inappropriate, more like the actual language that the dialogue is is just is yes. probably more fun. Yep. You know, um, just the pussy I've been looking for, for uh-huh. example, is another <laughs> like. Well, that's I like to fill her void. That's you know, it, out of context. Innocent enough, perhaps, yeah. but in context, highly inappropriate for young uh-huh. children. So maybe wait till your yeah. daughter's two now, four for Batman Returns, maybe. Yeah, but she'll maybe, maybe like when she's 16, we'll, we'll show there her. We go. That's, <laughs> there it. we go. But, uh, but Batman the Animated Series, family entertainment all the way around. Uh-huh. N- none such inappropriate lines in this, sh- in this show or in this movie we're talking about here. Um, yeah, that, that's true. Uh, but, you know, it's it's funny when I watched this movie when I was a kid, I remember it came out, uh, I believe it was 93 Christmas Day. Absolutely. And I and I went with my mom. Same. And and I, and I, I remember, you know, really enjoying it, but also like and even now watching it, it's like it's such kind of a downer ending that like I remember feeling when I was a kid, like, why do I feel not good right now? <laughs> you know, like, hmm. um because I, I feel like you know when 
Batman, at least the, the first Batman as 89 ends, like there it's kind of, it, you know, the music is swelling up and it's uplifting and Batman has saved the day and he's teaming up with the police. Yeah. 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 And it's like at this, at the end of this one, you're just kind of like, Oh wow. Batman got his ass kicked. Uh, the woman he loves is gone. Who knows what the fuck happened to the Joker? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, somehow got away in that, that sequel comic um, uh, shadow of the phantasm, which, is not widely produced, um, yeah. despite the fact that it's actually a pretty decent follow-up. Um, or you know, there's the uh, the Batman Beyond 2.0. Um, what's it? Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, Mark of the Phantasm, uh, which I reread recently, um, which that is very very good as well. But uh, but you know, it's it's interesting thinking that like this movie is you know supposed to be family friendly, supposed to be all ages. And I remember Lance, you know, I mean I. I think about I think about you sometimes when I talk about uh, our conversation to my friends where I'm like, you know, we, you know, Lance had this really good observation when I said, I feel like Batman the Animated Series is literally all ages. Like anybody can watch it and enjoy it. Uh, when usually you hear that term, it means like it's for kids. Mm-hmm. And you and you said that you compared that to like Pixar, um, yeah. which I thought was a, uh, was, you know, really you know, like brilliant. Like, oh, well, duh, yeah, like Pixar, you know, I'm watching Pixar movies, you know, we, <laughs> I think it was last Christmas, we turned on Soul for Soul, the kid. Yeah. And she had no interest in it, but the mother and I were just like, our jaws are on the floor. Like, this movie's mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, but this, this movie in particular, I was like, I don't know, this is so much more adult than even the animated series was. Um, you yeah. know, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on it? Let's, uh, let's start with you, Lance. Well, I mean, I think they made it a little bit more adult because they had the the room to do so uh, mm-hmm. that with the length of time. And since they knew that they were, it was going to be, you know, a movie and it wasn't just going to be their standard 22 minute episode, they had a little bit more room to play with and they had a little bit more room to kind of, um, <laughs> they had a little bit more room to, to work with. And, mm-hmm. you know, with that being said, they just kind of did more of what the show was doing because the show, you know, has all these same elements in it but yeah. with the movie they, they just had a little bit more time they had a little bit more room to work work with as I, as I just said um in you know the show itself and like in like the movie like there's it was mature even though it's all ages it's like it's 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 mature in the sense that like it's it's smartly written uh, it doesn't treat you like you are uh, too young for it or the materials over your head or any of that stuff it just presents it to you like you are an intelligent human being regardless of what your age is and i think that's what a lot of you know you know pixar does that disney does that they present concepts that are that are able to be understood by anybody who watches it right and and mm-hmm. you can pick up the layers of it you know depending on your age and your point in, in your point in life but uh, the concepts are universal. And I think that's another hallmark of why it, you know, the animated series and the DCAU and the people that behind those types of projects, um, you know, Pixar projects, those types of things that make these all ages things. I think that's what they really, you know, shine in is like they, mm-hmm. they, it's presented and it's presented in a manner that everybody can enjoy it, but the layers there are present for, for all ages literally and i think that's where the all ages part comes in adults can understand it for for different reasons than than the kids can but the same concepts are presented to everybody yeah 
Yeah. Um, really well said. Uh, and with that, we're done. Uh, yeah, what you said. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, I was just um, like, uh, like Zach, what's, what's your take on that idea of the, the animated series and Mask of the Phantasm being uh, all ages? Yeah, I think you look at like DC animation up to this point and you have stuff like the Super Friends and the, I think it's called like the Adventures of Batman and Robin, right? I think Adam West yep. Ward even did the voices on some of them, which is kind of a, you can kind of see that as a continuation of the 60s show. So, and that's a lot of mm-hmm. that is of the time, like, you know, Aquaman and all that stuff, right? The 60s. And it's like, this is <laughs> yeah. the animation, right? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <the, laughs> The the animation as an art form has evolved from just like uh, animation is a genre now, right? It's not like oh well the cartoons, right? It's like no no no, no animated series, you know? It's it's like yeah, how you, yeah. you describe like comic books, no 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 no, it's a graphic novel, right? So it really <laughs> people you can roll your eyes at that, and some people I think do take it too far when they get pretentious about it. Mm-hmm, but I know sure. for real though, like 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 this is this is another form of storytelling. All right. So this is mm-hmm. this is bad. And Batman Mask of the Phantasm is like a theatrical movie. And it's funny they, they didn't. It's funny because at first they didn't think it was going to be a theatrical movie, but they knew it was going to make a full length, you know, direct to video thing. Um, and and mm-hmm. it's I'm so I mean, even though it bombed, unfortunately, I didn't see. By the way, you guys both saw it in the theaters. Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't. I didn't I, it was there for like, I don't know, like a month, I guess, and quickly went out of theaters. So I unfortunately didn't see it in theaters, but I, I'm glad that I uh, I got to see it. Right when it came out, I remember the weekend. Me and my family rented we rented a couple of tapes. We rented Batman: Madness Phantasm and Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, two, <laughs> two of my favorite movies of all time. Found, to this foundational day. foundational movies of your childhood. That is why I am who I am today. Right, but I remember back in Blockbuster Video, they had like the new releases were in the red box. You know, mm-hmm. not red box today, but like literally, yeah. like the Blockbuster was red, and that's you yep. had to return it like within three days instead that's of like right. five or something. Anyway, so I watched those movies over and over again over the course of that weekend. And, and you know, to your point earlier, JJ, Mask of the Phantasm is like, God, it's depressing. You know, like I need to watch mm-hmm. Ace Ventura after that to cheer me up. But yeah. um, <laughs> anyway, and that was before Jim Carrey was the Riddler. So hashtag right. it's all connected, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I I just think like this was like this, this like said stuff. Like it was like, you know, Batman, it sucks being Batman. Like it's, it's like obviously superheroes are like this you know fantasy right like i want to be bat wouldn't it be so cool to be batman and it's like actually this movie more than i mean a lot of them explore the tragedy of being batman and stuff right but this one more than almost any other one is like this is heavy stuff you don't want to be this guy right because Mm -hmm. like he could have lived happily ever after and the reason he's doing this is because like well he didn't right i mean like he was like well i guess i'll do this now right he could even see it's just a small tiny sliver of a scene but like you can see how sad Alfred is like when he's like, here's your costume and, you know, here's yep. your belt and all that. And he's like, man, where, where did it all go wrong? Yeah. And of course he pulls on the, the mask and he just squints the eyes. And it's it's the same kind of eye squint you see every week in the show mm-hmm. or every day in the show and made it series. And it's yeah. like, that's Batman. He walks off. But it's and, different, but it's different because that was the first time. Right? Like, oh my God. Right. Yep. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you can tell the difference, that kind of stuff. And the whole premise of this is like, well, a sub there's so many this is such a layered movie right there's so much going on in it but like he tries to do the batman you're one thing where he's just wearing a ski mask and he's like they aren't afraid of me right and you're like yeah you, you think like would people really be afraid of of some guy in a, in a costume but no like the way they kind of show you that like oh alfred is like legit like oh my god this is scary right yeah. and really if yep. you if you were out doing crime 
and you saw a guy dressed up like that who who then proceeded to kick your ass, I you I'd be I would be afraid as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, what kind of insane person would do that to begin with? So <laughs> yeah. what is he capable of if he's going to go do that? So it, all those things are at work here. Um, so and then it really connects you more than anything else. You know, as much as I love the Batman movies, so many of them like ignore Bruce Wayne, right? As much as everybody oh, yeah. loves The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight is a fantastic film, it is it is simultaneously like the greatest superhero movie and also the most overrated superhero movie of all time. Like, like it's just it is such a paradox, right? Because, but but anyway, my point with that is like, what is Bruce Wayne doing? It I don't know. Mm. He 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 likes. He likes Rachel Dawes, who I, I thought you guys were just friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when that developed, uh, you being in love or whatever. But like that's so much more about the Joker and Harvey Dent. And for all the for all the talk of like, we're going to make these new movies about Bruce Wayne. And, you know, I'm like, OK, after Batman Begins, absolutely Bruce Wayne's story. Fantastic job at that. But then they just went right yeah. back to like, hey, what you guys they, like the Joker, doing. right? <laughs> it's like, well, um, it's. It- well, yeah, it's uh, I mean, the main character in that is essentially Harvey Dent because he's the one with the, the character arc. You know, he's the one that changes the most throughout the movie. Um, and that, and it, again, like Mask of the Phantasm makes it a tragedy because, you know, they the heroes kind of lose in the end. They have to pretend that they won. And you know, the um, difference between The Dark Knight and Mask of the Phantasm is Batman doesn't quit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because it's. <laughs> Because his his girlfriend left him or died or disappeared, he just kept being Batman instead of just retiring to his castle. But that you know what? That's the Dark Knight Rises problem, not the Dark Knight. That's his own conversation. But I guess yeah. T- t- my my point was with that tangent, brief tangent was this movie <laughs> has so much Bruce Wayne in it. Especially, I think like yeah. like it's the most powerful scene is like when he's at the grave of his parents. Absolutely. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, I didn't count on being happy. I'm like, oh my God, like what, how, how depressing is that? Right. So like yeah. you really like feel the weight of this guy uh, and, and his, yeah. his promise he's made, you know, to his, on his parents' grave. Right. And now he's just living out this thing, which is this, this absurd promise, right. To like in crime. Yeah. Right. I mean, it just, and he's out there every night doing his thing, but that's what makes him Batman to quote the dark Knight, You endure. And that's the point of Batman. Yeah. So yep. there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, dovetailing off of what you're saying, like the strength of this movie is that it's about the titular character, right? And that's I think where a lot of the live action stuff fails is because they're just like, oh, the you know the villains, they're, they're so great. Let's do let's do as much as we can about with, with them, and let's forget well, about and, the, the actual character that that we're actually you know coming to see. Um, well, the, and, the villains are great, but. Still. Yeah, they are great. That's, but, the, like, that's the problem because Batman, he's got the best rogues gallery. So it's, yeah. you, you understand why they do it. You get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But but because the animated series can go so long and have so many episodes and stories, there's a balance between like, here's some Batman, here's some villains, right? Like this, yeah. like this movie in particular, the Joker's in it and he shows up like halfway through. Yeah. And he's just, he, he fits in the greater story they're telling, mm-hmm. right? Instead of it being like, oh, the Joker movie, right? And um, right. that's that's what's so great. And God, Mark, Mark Hamill is so fantastic as the Joker, right? As, as Kevin Carner raises Batman, like there's a reason all these guys are are still voicing these, these characters 25 yeah. years later, right? They're and, the goats. Uh, and and yep. he has so many great lines. Like, I, I think, man, if I had to pick like a favorite scene of this movie, like as opposed to like just like most powerful scene, all that stuff, like when... um. When when Abe Vigoda pouring out for Abe Vigoda, <laughs> who I knew best from the Conan O'Brien show back in the day, right? Uh, late night with Conan O'Brien. He's he's the old <laughs> the old mob boss. Like when I found that out, like yep. I was in college, like oh my god, he was 
Uh-huh. <laughs> this yep. is fantastic. My favorite scene yeah. in the movie is probably when the Joker meets him at the mm-hmm. at the thing, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, never be fair. too careful with all those weirdos around. Yeah. You know, like, it's so good. It, you know, it, I, it, I also it, liked his his honey, I'm home. That whole thing, like, it's yeah, just so well, ridiculous. Where he goes the, over the robot, like, <laughs> like kisses the robot, like she's like just still the robot is still chopping like, the yeah chopping the <laughs> table. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it. I am. It's funny you bring that scene up because I was thinking about that and uh, going back again about the character being so malleable. What's funny is that this movie is also a little bit malleable. Like it's so dark and serious, but when the Joker shows up and it doesn't, it, it's not off-putting, but it's hilarious how the movie lets itself be a little bit more silly. Like you know, he's like, he's like, oh, I've got business with you, Joker, and Joker runs up, and it's the boing noise. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. Bugs Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, oh, but th- there's the he like the Joker again. Mark Hamill's performance, the movie, right? Like he's being all yeah. silly, and then you see him get mad. He's like, don't touch me, old man. He's like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. where you've been, and he gets uh-huh. silly again. But like, oh man. He is like, and that's the creepiest thing of the movie is like when he's like, I, I, that's what I want to see. One big smile. And the next time you see yeah. him, he's like, he's, a, a lesser, yeah. he's a corpse. Like, well, because they could kill people in this movie. Like, that's a difference between the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yep. I don't I mean, the animated series had some certain rules and obviously some I mean, I think some people died every now and some, then on the every, show. Yeah, but it was very vague. Right. Very vague. Away, like like Joker talks and they always like gave him an injection. and They were fine. But this yeah. one, I'm like, no, no. People are dying in this movie. Well, well, not only that, but it's uh, you you know, like the only I think real death was the Graysons in the show, right? Yeah. But even then, it's but that was only, were, but that was for story purposes, right? They had to, right? You know and, I mean? But yeah, yeah, but they did it smart, where they just showed like the severed rope, uh huh. You know, so it's like they don't have to show them falling to their deaths, yeah. Like in Batman Forever with a brother that he had, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I always bring up because I think it's hilarious. Um, just so he could get three punches in on just the one extra yeah. punch, and this is for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it you know it, it's funny because like he so you know Joker kills a Vagoda, right, and then he and then those Joker other guys kills a Vagoda, <laughs> but then they uh, you know the the other guys die, but you don't see them die, but at the same time it's because the movie is PG, which mm-hmm. is, I think that was also kind of controversial to say the least, you know, back in 93. Um, but then again, it's also like, we don't have to see what happens to them to know what happens to them. And I thought that I remember being like super confused with when I was a kid, like the Arthur Reeves scene in the hospital, the after mm-hmm. Joker visits. Him. Oh, that's such a good thing. I take it back. I think that might be my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, Arthur. Okay. Hey, Arthur Reeves, by the way, the guy who voices him, I don't know his name, mm-hmm. but it blew my mind recently because because over on the uh, Always on the Smuggle Patreon, Lance saw you to commentary on Supergirl, the movie. Mm-hmm. And the love interest for Supergirl in that movie does the voice of Arthur Reeves in this. <laughs> like, oh. it's the only two things I've ever noted from him. But also, um, wait, isn't he, isn't he also Ellis from, from Oh, Hunt? yeah. It isn't. Yeah. Same time. We just, we went down this IMDb yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> like oh this yeah, this guy Hans, Hans Booby. Booby, I'm your white oh, knight. Bad guy, right? In Die yeah. Hard, is, am I thinking of the right guy? Uh, no. So Hans is the guy that that sells out. Um, uh, Holly. Uh, he's the he's the guy that's doing coke at the party and stuff, and he's the guy that tries to oh. to to schmooze his way up to uh to Hans, and then Hans ends up killing him anyway. But uh, that's, that's the right. guy. 
Okay. okay. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite. My favorite scene has to be when the Joker shows up to talk to Arthur Reeves. Yeah. And uh, he's like the councilman and his wacky pal. <laughs> I was like, well, I, every line of the Joker has just LOL. Was well, well, that and then also like when Batman shows up to his hotel, to his not his to the, his, his hospital, his hospital room, yeah. And and he's just like <laughs> he's just laughing. He's like, oh no, because like it's just like he's like he's terrified, but he's laughing at the same time. It's a great performance and a great visual. I but, asked um, him for money. He said uh-huh. no. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't really want it was the money back. <laughs> I don't, and this stuff, I don't know. Like in live action, it would be hard to pull off some of this stuff. Oh yeah. Like I, I just like I think animation is the right format for it. And maybe that's why Batman the Animated Series is and will be forever the definitive, you know, outside of the comic books Batman. Because like I don't like all this stuff we love so much. Like you're talking about Bugs Bunny, Joker, and guy laughing, but but. When Batman shows up, like I try to think of how they would even translate this in live action, and, and you know, I'm glad they have never. I don't want them to make to remake this in live action. I don't. No. I know a lot of people are like oh, it would be so cool. I'm like, well, yeah, it would be cool, but we'll be sitting here talking about how much better they did it. Yeah, because how are you gonna like how are you gonna compare somebody to playing Batman to, to Kevin Conroy in this, right? I mean, it works that he's the younger and older, and and of course, Camel's the iconic Joker. It would be unfair to whoever they cast in all these roles to retell this story to begin with, mm-hmm. I think. Well, it's un- yeah. it'd be unfair, but also it, it kind of just shows you again, like, you know, when, when these questions about, you know, who, about who, you know, who is the, who is your favorite Batman? Who's, who's the greatest, you know, to, to, to ever be Batman? The answer is always going to be Kevin Carberry, regardless if you put the qualifier of, oh, but it's live action. It's like, no, that, that kind of shows you how great he was that you have to put a qualifier on it because you know that dude is the goat. Um, and, you know, kind of hot. I mean, I guess this is a hot take here, but I mean, it's not necessarily um unusual for me to say but i think honestly the you know the older i get and the more of these things that i see it's just like i honestly like the place for these types of things is animation right like perhaps we should we shouldn't do as many live action things with these things because they like they work they just work better with animation they just they execute these stories way better in animation than they do live action well there's no uh, there's no budget to to say to say anything really you know like you can't have like you know the the world's fair scene you can't have the joker show up with a tommy gun shooting the heads off of robots without it yeah, costing no. like 50 and million dollars a, a jet pack whether as jet the pack, world yeah. explodes around but them it's, yeah it, yeah it's, i mean obviously it's it's not just the budget thing it's just it's just the the limit the, the some of the limitations that you have in the in the the real world aren't present and like and and, and with these characters that like do the impossible it's easier to showcase them doing the impossible in animated than it is like, you know, in live action. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, that you say it that way um, when, you know, they did the Disney plus day and they announced all these like Marvel shows that they're making. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember if, if either of you saw it or liked it, but I put it, I put on Twitter. I was like, uh, so hot take, not every fucking superhero needs a fucking TV show. <laughs> like it's yeah, just- that's true. It's, you know, and, and I said that to, you know, my, my family group text and they were like, well, will they have comic books? I'm like, literally none of them have comic books. Echo does not have a comic <laughs> book. Yeah. Agatha fucking Harkness does not have a comic book. Loki's <laughs> my favorite comic book. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> you know be, what I mean? It's just, yeah. Now, to be fair, yeah. they've they've made me want to, to see an Echo show now after seeing <laughs> after seeing what she's doing. on Hawkeye. Sure. <laughs> um, now, do I want to see a, a an Agatha show? Not necessarily. I mean, like, you know, Catherine Hahn was great and her performance was fantastic. But like, 
you know, yeah. they're just kind of riding off the high of that song by giving her that show. I want to well, see Catherine Hahn, I'll like, watch her in other stuff. I'll watch Nurse Fletcher instead. Every supporting yeah. character does an either their own thing. Mm-hmm. I submit to everyone Jurassic Park and The Lost World. Yes. Right. I love yeah. Jeff Goldblum as Malcolm, but I don't he doesn't need to be the lead of a movie. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, th- I think that's right. there are a lot of Agreed. problems with The Lost World. But I think that was like you took this fun, everybody's favorite fun supporting character from one of the greatest movies of all time and made him the lead of the next one. It was like, well, he didn't work as the lead. So I don't know. Like, I haven't. See, I, they didn't they didn't stop to think if they should. That's yeah, they the were so preoccupied <laughs> that they could. Oh, man, that's good. Um but you know what? We, we talked so much about the Joker already. I, let's let's t- take a step back talk about the Phantasm. I think that's a bold move to come up with an original villain for your first feature-length mm-hmm. film for this show. Because they had, as we said, Batman has so many great villains. And the show, yeah. I mean, it's probably be- it, for all of the voice actors, all the stuff we said and been talking about this whole time, the show will always be re- remembered if there's one thing. It's for Heart of Ice, right? You took Absolutely. this yes, this Z-list joke of a character, Mr. Freeze. And yes, he mm-hmm. was in a couple of episodes of the 66 show, played by a different person every time, by the way, looking yep. radically different. Um, yes. <laughs> he went, He was like a, yeah, just a joke of a character. And then that, the Mr. Freeze is now a top-tier Batman villain because of this show. And that, that episode won Emmys, and rightfully so. And I think it's literally yep. everyone's favorite episode. Like, it's definitely in everybody's yep. top 10 for, for good lack reason. of a better term, they, they made him cool. Oh, there it is. Okay, no, we're done now. We're done. Just, this is not Batman and Robin. Stop with the the the, the, the freeze funds, right? But um, that so so they they had a talent for taking any villain they could from the comic books and reinventing them, making them great. And they still chose to make their own villain. Mm-hmm. And I think it was fantastic. And I I don't know about y'all, but the, the the twist blew my mind with the Phantasm. I didn't have the toy, which apparently at the time spoiled the. It movie. did. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> but I was like, oh my um, god, no, it, it's the her the whole time. So, well, yeah. So to have an original villain, original villain with a twist, and also to have it be a woman, you know, is like, um, you know, a woman. Uh, a woman. Such a... <laughs> <laughs> Not the such babe. A... <laughs> he, Joker uh, on that on that tangent for just another second. Joker literally says, uh, "Ain't that a quinky dink?" Uh, the spawn of his loins just happens to call. Yeah, what a line that they got away with in a children's movie. <laughs> yeah. That's true, and you yeah. you're not even thinking about it at the time, you're right? Not. But like uh, uh, he, not only that line is in that great scene, but like he he guesses like if you're paying attention, like. Like the Joker's kind of, I think. Oh, when the Phantasm goes to Salvador's place and it blows up, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's Joker says something on the phone where like you realize that it's actually uh, Andrea, but you don't realize it at the time. I yeah. think they, so. It's like it's clever. They put the stuff there, and uh, you have been disconnected again. So good. I could yeah. we could sit here and quote <laughs> this whole movie, but um, and I I never I read this after the fact because I was like, oh, it seems they seem to have been inspired by this, although apparently they they haven't. They weren't at the time, but Batman Year Two: Fear the Reaper. Yes, there are yes. a lot of like you know they claim this was not an influence. I don't know. It's kind. Of, it's very similar. <laughs> well, this is this I, is definitely better than the Reaper. That's for, oh, that's for damn thousand sure. percent better than the yes. Reaper, right? <laughs> because man, the, the Reaper the Reaper sucks. I remember the, getting like Year Two. I was like, oh man, I'm excited to see, read this, this. Batman this Year story. One, Batman Year Two. You're all excited, and then, and then I was like, oh this my shit goodness, sucks. And that, is that Todd McFarlane? Yeah. It's fun, bro. Like, I don't know. Better at original characters, like in their own universe than Batman guys. But um, let, yeah, let me uh, let, let me tell you all that I read a Batman spawn crossover years ago, written by Frank Miller, drawn by Todd McFarlane. And it was 
fucking terrible. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was like, I was done reading it and I just was so upset. I was like, no, this should not have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Oh man. But, um, I, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I, Batman year two is his own conversation. Right. But mm-hmm. it's, it's even that, yeah. so even if they didn't, they said they came up with this originally, like, and that's, there's only, I guess there's only so many kind of villains and looks and I, I don't know. I, 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 there's probably some, somebody subliminally saw this somewhere and yeah. incorporated here or there, mm-hmm. but like the, the whole grim reaper look and the, 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 the book hands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. it, but as always, Batman the animated series made it better. So regardless if that was an influence or not, it's basically the same kind of logic of taking Mr. Freeze and making him awesome. They took that half-baked idea made it awesome here mm-hmm. um and uh yeah hey very progressive as well for having a woman be the villain right for yeah. and hot take andre beaumont batman's best love interest thoughts uh probably that's a that's a i i think she might win out there just because of the, the history there and the history of course is all within this you know quote-unquote universe right she doesn't at least until now exist in the comic books even then i'm not 100 percent sure if batman catwoman is uh canon have you been have you been keeping over that have you guys been keeping over that yeah it's it's, it's so it's so weird it started off i was like okay this is interesting and because this is an event series right batman catwoman like oh god phantasm i'm buying it right i'm reading it every every month and I'm I'm kind of confused and a little yeah. like disappointed, and I feel like I'm a smart reader. <laughs> but <laughs> is it just me? No, know. you're not alone. No. Okay. Yeah, Tom Tom King is just a you know I, I said this guy. to it I, I said this to his face by the way I met him at a at Comic Con and I was like you know I, I really dig your writing but I got to tell you that I feel like your writing was a little bit of an acquired taste like I didn't kind of get it right away and he was like that's fair I dig he it took that as a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I because it there was his first few issues of Batman. I was like, this is fucking garbage. And then yeah. like my friend was like, you got to give it another shot. It's great. And then like getting into all the Bane stuff, I was like, oh, okay, well this is actually really good. Hmm. Um, but um, and also his take on like the Superman Batman friendship, I thought was one of the best I'd seen since the animated series. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, it you know it's it's interesting where this you know the series was so good at making all these characters just matter you know and uh, a character like you know know, characters like alfred and jim gordon that you know they don't they're supporting characters that didn't really get anything to do in you know the most comics and the 60s series for sure they didn't do anything in the no show and the the Um, movies unfortunately especially commissioner gordon right so yeah pat ingle was a talented actor but he Literally, did thanks nothing. for saving the day, Batman. I could <laughs> quote you every single Commissioner Gordon line from all four of those movies, I think, and it would only take me about five minutes. This evidence is completely circumstantial. I think now, I think we've said every line he had in Batman Returns. Now, I think, I think we just what are you waiting for? The signal, I think that's it. I think that's everything, yeah. but um, yeah, but, yeah. Go, go, oh, go. God. <laughs> shut it down. He's not coming. So sad. Uh, Alfred, ironically, Alfred best plot line in batman and robin so yeah. say what you will yes. about that movie he had something to do but um but yeah dude you're right but the, the supporting character leslie Tompkins, uh-huh. you got to flesh yes. out all these characters on the animated series and um and oh you know that's one thing bullock is in mask of the phantasm and he's kind of leading the charge to, to get yeah. batman that is very batman year one like the cops chasing him and yep. all that mm-hmm. stuff right 
But um, I, I guess yeah. on the timeline, I don't know where this is supposed to be because the, the animated series timeline is very interesting. I actually like how it's not set. And like yeah. you were saying, JJ, it's episodic. So like you could watch these in any order and kind of make your own timeline. And I think that's pretty cool. I would have liked to see, but I guess it, this has to take place after the Two-Face episodes. It would have been cool if Harvey Dent had a bigger role in this because yeah. him and Bruce Wayne were friends. You could have tied that into his backstory, but maybe mm -hmm. that would have been too much. But like now yeah. if, they, if they ever do remake this, which I said, I don't want them to, but maybe one day they will fold in Harvey <laughs> Dent into this and kind of expand more of the flashbacks and maybe him in the modern day as the DA before he turns the two phase. So that'd be pretty cool. Mm. That's one thing. If they do make it, I would like to see them make that change. That, that's what I'll, that's all I'll say about them remaking it because okay. I don't want them to. <laughs> right. Um, I, I think what, you know, another thing that's really great about it is uh, I mean, we talked about Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, but you know, I mean, literally the, this cast is just, you know, they, they, yeah. I mean, um, Andrea Romano, she, you know, I mean, literally had the best ear for who she wanted to be in all these parts and mm -hmm. really like successful actors that, you know, would probably were probably, you know, and, and she said this in interviews like, you know, thumbing their nose up at doing animation like, oh, I'm not doing any cartoon, but it's like, oh, no, but this is Batman and it's taken seriously. And not only that, but like the recording sessions apparently were like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially if you're sitting next to like Mark Hamill, who's not sitting and is just shaking his fist at the mic the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, think, um, I don't know if they did all the episodes like this, but I, I know some of them like they did them like radio plays where they're all in the same room. Mm -hmm. And I think that brings a certain energy to people that's supposed to like, you know, back in the day, like a lot of animation still in this way, like you show up in some sound booth by yourself and they have highlighted your lines. Yep. And then yep. you just say them. And then you go about your business and a lot, a lot of times that can work, but I think there is a certain energy to everyone being together uh, in that way. Yep. So, and Hey, I think, casting Dana Delaney. Yeah. Yeah. Becomes Ooh, Lois Lane yeah. after this. Right. <laughs> and they, and they date. <laughs> and then, yeah, <laughs> the chemistry was so good on this movie that they had yep. Swain and Lois Lane date in world's finest. So she's fantastic. She and um, yeah, I mean, yeah. talk about like, I, that's the thing. That's the thing about Superman, the animated series is it's underrated. Because mm -hmm. yeah. everybody, I mean, everybody talks about Batman the Animated Series and Justice League and Batman Beyond and all that. Um, those are some great characters and voice actors and all that, right? It just, it just gets lost in the shuffle there. But, uh, but she's fantastic, yeah. and I think um, if you look at, you know, talking about the casting, all these actors, right, could have played all these characters in live action. It's true, especially at yeah. the time, right? You look at, yeah. I think there was like I don't know HBO or something, some behind the scenes special from Mask of the Phantasm. You look at all the actors at the time, like they could have all costumed up and been on camera and, 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 uh, and played these characters. And not that that's a requirement or anything, but I think that does right. kind of lean to like how perfect the casting is when you can hear these voices and see these people as, as these characters. So, well, you know, I, I've seen what the original uh, Ninja Turtles look like and those guys could not, you know, I don't think <laughs> I can see them <laughs> as the Ninja Turtles. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but but, you know, uh, I but I totally agree. And I think um, what was great was um, at uh, Comic-Con in New York Comic-Con 2018. I think I, I I've said this story before, but like somebody asked uh, Kevin Conroy, you know, if you were to play Batman in live action, what would you do differently? And he said, I would do anything differently. Acting is acting. And then I was so happy that that ended up being true when he did the crisis episode of uh, Batwoman. Like he played the character you know, it was a very different version of Batman, of course, but 
you know, pretty much the way he probably would have played it if, if it was that episode had been animated for whatever reason. And, uh, and it's just so cool to see like, Oh, like, no, this is an actor. Like these are actors and they're treating this like it's like it's work, not like, okay, well, we'll just come in and do a paycheck and, you know, and, and it'll be fine because, you know, like Mark Hamill's in the movie, so it'll sell well. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's like they're, they're showing up and they're, you know, they understand the assignment as, as it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> as people say on Twitter. Yeah. Well, um, they didn't, they didn't treat it like it was something that is lesser than, and this is, yes. you know, an, another thing that I get on a, my soapbox about, because for some reason we have been conditioned to, to view, you know, things that are not, you know, uh, you know, the handful of topics that only uh, get, you know, Oscar nominations. If it's not that, then it, it's treated as being like a lesser art form. Um, right. And I, th- I think that's wrong. Um, and we especially do that with animation. It's just, it's not given the same type of regard or notoriety as the, is the other things. It's in, and it couldn't be farther from the, from the truth. It's not less, uh, it shouldn't be considered less cinema because it's animated like if you've had any sort of reaction to uh an animated project of any kind if you cried during the lion king or coco then it it was effective in doing its job as 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 an art form so um so you know i think that's in the people that work on that should be treated with the same amount of respect as people who do the live action stuff and do the other any other type of art form it should be treated with the same type of respect you know it's it's only recently that they started uh I think within the past 10 years that there's the best animated picture category. Um, and, uh, and even more to that point, I remember uh, seeing an interview with George Lucas where he talked about that he was trying to get Frank Oz nominated for best supporting actor for uh, empire. Yeah. And, um, and the Academy was like, well, no, it's just, he's playing a puppet. That's not real acting. And he was furious with them. And he was like, some of the first forms of acting were, were puppetry. So yeah. That's silly that you're saying that. Yeah, he's right. Um, well, I mean, the academy's yeah. bullshit. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean they're, they're all bullshit. To, to this day, right? Andy Circus like still hasn't Andy been nominated Circus, for for Gollum or Andy Caesar Circus, or yeah. He should have won for Gollum. Period. Yes. Point blank. And, and, and if the, not him, of, especially Caesar. So. End of fucking story. Like, the, yeah. like nobody acted better well, that that year than he did. Don't worry, he, he's gonna get his Oscar for best director for. Venom, let there be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I knew you were gonna say that, and it's still great. <laughs> yep, you know, you know what was coming. So, hey, Alfred, right in the Batman, Andy Circus. He is. Yeah, maybe, That's maybe a- he'll he'll finally get it for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's but- a choice. Andy Circus is Alfred. Like I was, I kept, I was hoping they would cast an ex James Bond. Mm-hmm. Right, because Alfred used to be James Bond. I'm like, okay, you have Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton right there. Yep. But now Timothy Dalton is running the Doom Patrol, and Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate. I'm like, all right, uh-huh. well, sure, okay. Daniel Craig. Still great choices, by the way. They're, they're great in those roles. Well, oh I mean, yeah. I don't know about Brosnan yet, but I think oh, he's, like Pierce, he's just wearing a helmet the whole time anyway. He's got a cool uh, mustache and goatee for it though. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Mask but- of the Phantasm. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's I, I think what what makes this movie work is that, you know, there's a there's also a, a, a timeless feel to it. You know, like it doesn't you know, and, and the show was really good about that, too. And, and they that was a very deliberate choice that they made right right at the top of it. Like, is it 19, is it the 90s? Is it the early 40s? You know, like the technology kind of goes back and forth. Um, 
and even like the clothes that everybody wears goes back and forth Mm -hmm. but it's still but it helps that you know we we can kind of get still sucked into it and not feel like oh well this this was made a long time ago you know it's like like you know like zach you talked about the super friends earlier it's like yeah, that's that's that was made in the sixties. Like that was something mm-hmm. that at the Hall you know, of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, with the Legion of Doom, <laughs> special guest uh, stars the Harlem Grove Trotters. Yeah, so that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, and Scooby Doo, which is a great crossover. I'm just saying that is that is, that is a great crossover. Um, but uh, it, you know, it, it's just like it, it feels like it could be you know maybe not today obviously but it, it could have been in any period and i think that that really works and that that helps sell it because i don't feel distracted by the clothing the technology the architecture it's it's very specific but it isn't yeah. um but it's deliberately not dated which i think is fantastic mm-hmm. and even you know superman the animated series went the other way where they went slightly more futuristic but still feels like well the flashers were doing stuff like that too weren't they yeah. you know like yeah <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a Fox Kids over the kids WB designs. Is that I don't know what you guys think, but oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I know like, Lance things. We'll be talking about it for years, but I just like <laughs> this is because this this and then um obviously Mask of the Phantasm and then Sub Zero are still in the the Fox Kids mm-hmm. version for and for those who are like, what are you talking about? The yellow Oval, all right? Yes. <laughs> the Batman's right. The Yellow yeah. Oval. I love no no don't get me wrong. I love the 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 costume, the Batman costume for the new Batman adventures moving forward. But like, that's the flashback costume. That's not, yeah, that's, 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 that's that's the problem that I had. Pouches. It's old school. I I thought the same thing. Yeah. Now granted, but the thing is like, I, you know, granted it was the flashback costume, but at the same time, it's also, I see why they went with that for like the future, right? Because he gets a little bit darker because Dick Grayson left. And then also in the comic books at that time, he had, they ditched the, the, the oval, like yeah. around this time and he, he went it was because it was after no man's land and no man's yeah. land he went back to the pouches and the belt and then he eventually got rid of the yellow oval went back to just the 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 big black big uh bat emblem on on the chest so yeah. i so i get it but it, like in honestly it's it's other people and other character designs that bother me in the batman universe at least in the in the kids wb era like yeah Catwoman, like the joker the joker where are your uh, eyes and lips yeah it's just it's not good <laughs> Awesome. Uh, it's just not killer croc the riddler oh, like the it, riddler it, it, oh my god yeah, it's not good the only um, yeah batman and batgirl are improvements yes scarecrow is an improvement uh-huh and then oh, I, yeah. I think i think two-face is the same a little bit it's it, it's, it's, it's a slight um, difference but and it makes sense for robin to change this is a different robin right but mm-hmm. anyway and then the no. flashback to dick grayson he looks good i mean that's fine yeah yeah but, but no, in mad love they don't do the old animation so no, angry about that yeah no. right, right, right. yeah that's the phantasm it's great it's a great movie We're never <laughs> <had>. <laughs> well i i i will actually disagree that i prefer the yellow oval and, and not even the yellow oval but the the blue that gets highlighted in, oh yeah like, I, I like them both equally just for yeah, the record yeah. but yeah yeah, but it, it just you know it, I don't know the the show had such a distinctive style, and I think part of it was they were trying to mesh it so that, that when Batman and Superman crossed over, they would look like they look lived similar, in the yeah. same world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless um, you just draw Superman like this. <laughs> so have, well, you, know, have you seen those? Have you seen those those designs? Yeah, they look, like, they look the, great. Oh, the yeah. initial designs for Superman the animated series, but I think ultimately they're like, well, it'll be easier if we do it this way, which yeah. is always it, well, it, the decision making. 
it was it was very much like uh, the the 40s you know it was yes it looked kind of like it could have been a sequel show to the fleischers um but i mean whatever um but anyway uh so <laughs> you know this uh i mean this movie does it, it does so it, it does such a great job of just feeling it feels like a movie it doesn't feel like and this is i was thinking about this earlier um like you know the, the sub-zero movie uh, it kind of feels like an extended episode of the show, you know, yes. it doesn't, it doesn't feel as cinematic as this, you know, whereas this feels like this is a movie and, and there's consequences to the actions that happen in it, you know, um, and it's just so like, like, wow, like, like I said, when I was a kid, I didn't quite understand, like, why do I feel bummed out after watching this movie? Like, it's mm-hmm. Batman, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's also part of it is that as I got older, it's like, Oh, that's because Batman is inherently a very tragic character. So it makes sense that some of the best stories are tragedies, you know, where he doesn't, you know, if he wins in the end, it's either by the skin of his teeth or like in the dark night, it's, it's kind of based on a lie. Like, well, they kind of won, but also not really, (laughs) you know? Um, And I I think that that's, um, and that's such a bold choice in in the fact that they got away with it in the Fox kids era when Spider-Man, the animated series, Spider-Man couldn't even punch anybody. You know? No, he couldn't. Um, no, he, he couldn't punch. They couldn't say killed. And no. they did all of that in Batman. The mm-hmm. <laughs> they would get, people would get punched. They would say kill. You know, I remember being kind of shocked thinking about it, that they would just straight up say, like, I'm going to kill him. And it's just like, oh, my God, they just said that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They used actual like, guns and not like laser guns and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So. Right. And, but, and, uh, and there were like there were censorship things where like they couldn't point the gun at the camera and stuff like that. Um, but you know, which obviously makes sense, but um, it's, it's interesting how much they got away with. And, you know, when they talk about it now, you watch interviews with them where, you know, like when I saw them in comic-con, they were, they were like, we really thought we were going to fired every day because mm-hmm. they would send us <laughs> notes and we wouldn't, we wouldn't take them. We would just do our own thing. <laughs> but I guess the show was so popular and the toys were selling like, like hotcakes that they were just like, all right like something's yeah. working but then again so was spider-man so, so that's true <laughs> that was my introduction to spider-man uh by the way was the, the, the animated series yep oh so so you knew yeah. uncle ben was gonna die when you saw the first spider-man movie because i did not uh i that's funny you say that i did know that because i did get into the comic books after watching the show but uh uh but yeah for, uh, i never for whatever reason i'm a dc guy right i grew up my dad had dc comics that i inherited and, and read and then I'd watched Batman, Superman stuff. I didn't. I didn't get into the Fox, uh, X Men, and oh, they called it Fox Kids. I guess X Men was on the. It's on the same channels. Maybe yeah. it just it was, they were where all you live. I don't know. Yeah. I was just watching Batman, it's, so I didn't watch uh, X Men or Spider Man. But I've heard great things about those shows. But just yeah, didn't watch uh, them Disney time. Plus. They're on Disney Plus. Oh, they're yeah, and they're, they're bringing back X Men ninety six. I think ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and hot take. Wouldn't be the X Men show. I would continue. Yeah. I liked X Men Evolution. Evolution. Better. Yeah. Yes. I thought, I thought I thought Evolution ended ended better than uh, the the '90s one. Um, yes. Because like the there are some there are some some issues with the fourth and fifth seasons of of the the original X Men animated series. Uh, but the first three seasons top notch. Um, yep. But the but it ended. I don't think it ended well. Uh, X Men Evolution started rough, but then got real good oh yes the, their apocalypse story is like my favorite apocalypse story actually it's dope better than the movie yeah. no way no i mean way. you know i mean i mean the movie was basically just like 
Here's the X-Men's greatest hits. You liked it when Quicksilver ran real fast? Here's another one. Did you yeah. like, you know, all the X-Men 2 stuff that took place in the bunker? Here it is again. Did you like Oscar oh, Isaac yeah. being yeah. weird and not being able to move? Well, you're going to have to deal with it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That was that last joke was bad. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it's my show and <laughs> you're all listening anyway. Uh, I, I did I did want to ask you guys. So it's like this is the, the Joker. You kind of get his origin or his backstory in this. Did you did you guys like that? Because being from Batman 89, and I was like, yeah, that completely tracks. And so this was the area where like they were still calling him Jack Napier on the show. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Yeah, mm-hmm. this is because it was like, is this part of the Burton universe? I mean, it's kind of not, it's kind of like an offshoot, you know. So I, yeah. I like I think that weaving him into the backstory, making him like a, just a gangster back in the day worked really well. I like that. And I also especially like how he didn't kill Batman's parents. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, I, you know, that I, I do like that because I think that, but I, I like that there's still the, the vagueness. He's never named. He never even talks. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I think that the best Joker stories, you know, do that, that they, if, if they're going to give him an origin or something, it's, it's much more interesting when it's still vague, yeah. which I think even the Joker movie kind of did that. Um, it was unknown. Still, they don't know where yeah. it came from. Yeah, Fuck adopted. That Fuck that movie. <laughs> All right, we'll get off that topic. So, so <laughs> Lance's head doesn't explode. I, um, I like that movie, but Lance and I are still but, friends. See, it's okay. <laughs> you can still like stuff. Uh, yeah, no, Zach just likes a my... fucking bad movie. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, they'll have one. I, I Lance, have it's not a like tragedy. Sp- it's a comedy. Once you Stop. understand, anyway. <laughs> well, I have friends that like Spider-Man Three. I don't know how or why. Ooh, I, rough, I was, I was rewatching it, and I was like, "This movie was a piece of shit." Like, uh, I think. <laughs> but uh, but you if know, you want to like Spider-Man Three more, JJ, go watch the Amazing Spider-Man Two, and you get a whole I, new appreciation for Spider-Man. 3. I like Amazing Spider-Man Two better. Oh man, like, no! Oh, wow. that movie. No, no. Um, no. See, different points of view. It's fine. But here's a, here's here's my favorite take on Spider-Man Three. You, you, do you know who uh, Jason Manzukis is? Like he's a supporting character in a bunch of like, like he's he was in Brooklyn Nine Nine and um, he's in uh he's a voice in Invincible, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I forget which character. He's a uh, uh the explode guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, they all have some sort of illiterate weird names because yeah. uh, Robert Kirkman studied at the Stanley School of Writing. But, um, uh-huh. but um, yeah, um, he had the best take on, on Spider-Man 3 where he said, imagine loving Venom and growing up on Spider-Man comics and then they were going to make a movie about Venom and Spider-Man and half the story is dedicated to Mary Jane's failed Broadway career. <laughs> and I said, that is the best sentence I have ever heard about a movie ever. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the, the other thing that, that, that this movie does, uh, it's really surprising is it's violent. Like it, it's not afraid to get bloody. It's not afraid to just, you know, it, you know, like Batman gets knocked out by the police, by the explosion. And, you know, there's, he's bleeding. <laughs> like he's, he, you know, he's seeing two. He's so obviously he's like concussed. It's like, I remember watching that as a kid and, and even as a kid thinking, holy crap, like he knocks out one of the Joker's teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was hardcore. Like, yeah, they, they, they took a, some of the censorship off, obviously, from the show for they had the, they had more lead way to do stuff and they took advantage of it. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's because and watching the show, you're used to the certain level of violence. So when you see mm-hmm. this, like, oh, they, they cranked it up a notch. This is serious stuff. So, and that was that's what makes it feel more cinematic. 
You know, yeah. I, I think because like the stakes are raised here, I guess is what I mean. It's it, it's really great to see with with Batman, especially um, and, and no offense to like, uh, you know, some of the bigger movies that have come out like we, you know, we all are big like Marvel fans, you know, like, you know, like uh, Infinity War was awesome. And uh, and I really liked Endgame. But it's like there's something nice about it. Um, the stakes are, are huge, but they're but they're personal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the city's not in danger at the end of the episode uh, or at the end of the movie, excuse me. Um, it's just like he doesn't have to save the world. Yeah. You know, he he just has. There's to... not an atomic bomb that's uh-huh. going to destroy Gotham City. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but but even in, you know, in the Dark Knight, that it ends very personally, just the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, but having Batman begins with the train, the city in peril, and that's all well and good, but there's something to be said about just, you know, like the ending of the first Spider-Man. It's great because it's just the two of them. It's, you know, it's just a personal fight between these two guys. And yet you're, I'm just as much on the edge of my seat as I am with like Thanos about to get the last infinity stone, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. That, it's it's great directing it's great writing and those guys just i mean they were you know they killed it back then and uh and i'm looking forward to the the new one that they're doing the uh, um uh keep crusader with uh jj abrams and matt reeves um because i think you know matt reeves his two plan of the apes movies were beyond amazing i was blown away thinking yeah wait th- these are good. I I don't even like the original Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and see, and I love the original, and I still love the new ones. That's the ultimate yep. test, I think. Mm. And we're yeah. we're in an age where I hate like all new stuff. Like yep. <laughs> you're not even a dad yet. I'm <laughs> <laughs> an old soul. Um, no, no, I I'm. It's interesting. Like, are they going to try and make that animated series like a prequel to Batman the animated series? Because it's I, like it's drawn kind of like that. I don't know. There will of. be so many videos online trying to connect them, I'm sure. But I don't yeah. know. So. I, I, I have a feeling it'll be the same way that this this show was kind of inspired by Burton. But for the most part, it's its own thing. I think it'll be something like that. It'll be kind of like the Batman, but its own thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and that's actually what bums me out about the movie. I'm very excited for the Batman. But I was also like, we just had the grounded, serious Batman. I really was hoping we'd get Andy Serkis as Man Bat or, or Clayface. I mean, not, well, to, not to stereotype the guy, but I mean, if it works, you know. Yeah, another, another brief tangent then. It's like, people are like, man, we've seen Batman year one, but this is this. This is Batman year two. I'm like, all right, guys, <laughs> well, it's basically it's, it's, the same thing. Well, it's that, but it's like, like we already got the grounded, real, the grounded realistic Batman. So what can we do differently? The same thing, but darker and grittier. Yeah. It's like, well, and, guess, guess what? It's even more realistic now. Yeah. <laughs> well, now well, his we'll car see. is just a car. <laughs> I, I, I hate the aesthetic. I hate the bat suit and the car. And Robert Pattinson as Batman seems very miscast <laughs> to me. I, I'm going to go into it with an open mind. We will see. My mind is able to be changed sometimes. Uh, but I, that's where I am. But, but Matt Reeves is great. So, I mean, him being involved yeah. in the animated show makes me excited for it as well. Um, so, uh, is he? I guess there'll be no yellow oval since it's a flashback nope. <laughs> show in that. So, that's that's a shame, well, right? That's, uh, you know, but that's the funny thing is that, like, so for fans like you that may, are hesitant on the Batman, you know, just wait a few more, a few months, you'll get Michael Keaton. 
you know, you'll get something the for everyone, so. right? I get Michael yeah. Keaton, I get Ben Affleck, I get Mike, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's great. Um, you know, speaking of, you know, speaking of that final confrontation of Batman Mask of the Phantasm, I, I think I love, I love like theme parks and abandoned places. Like it's another like fandom of mine. I love all these YouTube channels of defunct land and all that stuff. Right. And um, okay. I think it's so cool that like, it's like this theme park of like, it's basically Epcot. Of like, it's the future and the the, the year two th- and the year two thousand. Right? <laughs> um, That's a good one. <laughs> so there's that, but then it's like it's so true to real life that like, yeah, fast forward to present day, that is dilapidated. That's not the future we got, right? Mm-hmm. It was just a bunch yeah. of high dreaming. But then also like that's where the final fight is, and it's all collapsing around them. And it's just seeing like the giant World's Fair globe and all that blow up is like. I, I don't know exactly what it means, but I'm sure there's some cool symbolism there. But I think that's just such a cool set piece for a final confrontation of a superhero movie, you know? Yeah, it's a it, it sort of represents the, you know, kind of that, I, I guess, that idea that the, the future we were hoping for is it blew up in our face. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it's kind of on the nose, really. Well, yeah, it's, about the theme, it. it's the theme of the movie. Like he thought that he was going to, you know he didn't have to do what he's currently doing as Batman. He thought he was going to settle down with Andrea. She thought she was going to settle down with Bruce Wayne. Right. Like it didn't, it's like Les Miserables. Like, you know, like yeah. I thought my life would be different than this and it's not. What a, what an obtuse reference. And I love it. <laughs> like that's such a cool way to put it. Um, <laughs> See, I'm yeah. cultured. <laughs> I've read some books and seen some things. Somebody, somebody should be in this show. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, most of the guests are, um, the host may not be, it's all right though. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I think what's, um, you know, I mean, the, the movie is, I mean, when you, you try to compare it to other Batman movies, it's like, no, this, this one and the show, they just, they got everything right. Like they understood the character and it's like, yeah, it's, it's okay to have fun with Batman. Like Batman, you know, you can have Batman fighting, like, you know, uh, in terms of like making, you know, z-list characters cool like they found a way to make the condiment king work in the show they you know did. kind of in a way i will relish this moment <laughs> <laughs> well um, i like how the, even they treat him like he's a joke right like, it, like yes. they don't. it's like no like he's definitely a joke and they don't take him seriously yeah. so i appreciate that i i think that the you know they it, it's just it, it's like it's great that we had it I wish we could have more, you know, because <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's like everybody has their favorite Batman um, and you can ask anybody. And I think a lot of people our age will say Michael Keaton. Um, but then again, it's like if you go into Comic-Con, ask your favorite Batman, be like, well, if we're talking, you know, like, you know, live action, I'd probably say Michael Keaton. But if we're talking about like Batman, I'd say Kevin Conroy. Well, see, that's you know, why like- I don't qualifier. Like just you ask the question, who's your mm-hmm. favorite Batman? Kevin yeah. Conroy is like is just as as he's just as equally Batman as as Michael Keaton is like it's just it's 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 a as just as respectable an answer as saying any of the live action people are. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like I feel like for like a like a brief period of the late two thousands, it was like oh Christian Bale. Everybody was like Christian Bale is a defender of Batman, right, right. And now it's like people have completely like it's like well Michael Keaton maybe Ben Affleck, but oh Kevin Conroy, hey Val Kilmer's pretty underrated. I mean that's that's my yeah. my Mount Rushmore of Batman is seriously like like Kevin Conroy, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and Val Kilmer. Like I'm not even joking. Like <laughs> I just, like there's something about like I don't know. Like it's just he was so underserved in the sequels, and he's just a guy who was Batman for like six months. 
Christian Bale was. And there's an episode. And again, that's the Dark Knight Rises. That's his own conversation. But I felt like mm-hmm. the first two movies set up that world so perfectly to give you the animated series world. Like, oh, now the Joker's here and there's villains and all these it's things. True. But it all oh, got cool. cut. Your imagination can't like take you places with that version of the character like these can. Right. Mm-hmm. Because who knows how many yeah. Batman is still out. That's the end of this movie. Batman is still out there answering the back signal doing his thing. I'm like, no, I can tell you exactly how long Christian Bell is Batman and exactly what he did and exactly yep. when he stopped. <laughs> right. And I think to me personally, that's what kind of cuts off like him being such an exciting Batman because he was fantastic. The first two movies are in yeah. my, both of his first two movies are my top 10 superhero movies. So I'm not saying like, oh, that's such a hot take. Now we know the Nolan trilogy was never good. Like that's, you know, I'm no. sure it's not, that's not <laughs> a hot take. That's worth anything. Right. Um, but cutting it off like that, I think is the problem because this, this Batman, like at, at the end, right. He's, he's going to go answer the bat signal after everything that's happened. And that's what makes it. So like, at least there's a, it's bittersweet. There's a glimmer of hope at the end yeah. of like, okay, he's still doing his thing. It, it sucks. How his life turned out, but isn't yeah. that life mm-hmm. for all of us? Right. It's true. So, I mean, to, to, um, so the only trees. thing we're missing is just a, badass score by truly walker you know? oh yeah. yeah yeah fantastic um this is the one that kind of like because when batman animated series started obviously they used the danny elfin score mm-hmm. and then but they in the episodes yeah. they like in the opening credits it was still the danny elfin score and then Shirley Walker's score would be like in the episodes. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then they use the Danny Elfman, but they, they kind of transition to da, 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 which was it here. Mm-hmm. And the opening credit yeah. with the, the opening credits of this movie, like, no, this is score for the DCAU for Batman because like the, 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 the vocals, it's like, it's incredible. Like what a great yeah. opening sequence to kind of get you in the mood uh, for, for yeah. right mindset for this movie. You know, it, you know, Zach, you mentioned the graveyard scene and you know, that, that scene is, um, a thousand times better with that music and the lightning that goes on the gravestone. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all you, it's, it's like, I mean, you, it's sort of like that. Oh, I forget the name of it, but like uh, how audiences, like when they first saw seven, right. They said that, Oh, I could see the head in the box or I saw part mm-hmm. of the head in the box. You didn't see the fucking head in the box, you know, <laughs> but I feel like it, I feel like this scene, that scene kind of is like that where it's like, it's almost like you can hear his parents responding and saying, but Bruce, you promised, you know, like you can yeah. almost hear what he's hearing. And it's, and again, the movie is just, just tragic. And, but at the same time, like you get, you get this really definitive portrayal of Batman. This, this character that's just it's kind of a paradox, like, Hey, you know, what, what's vengeance going to solve? And she's mm-hmm. like, Hey, if anyone knows the answer to that, it's you. And he's yeah. just like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go beat the shit out of the Joker now. <laughs> Basically. I have to anything else physical now, tonight because what is okay what is, <laughs> and basketball phantasm is the best batman movie i rank it number one for all batman stuff but mm-hmm. let's be clear what is the most famous line that kevin conroy has as batman i am vengeance i am I the am, night yeah, i am exactly. batman cut to this movie what will vengeance solve like, come on batman uh-huh. come on he's, right he's that, a, that is a contradiction yeah. okay. but, that's, but i feel like that's batman as well where he's just well, maybe he's so kind of, that's a good he's kind of a he's kind I, of a walking contradiction he he's a kind con- of a hypocrite of course. um i think i think that's probably like a writer's room fail like they probably wanted yeah. him to ask something different right like that's um, such a badass line i'll allow it so yeah, yeah. i know right but andre get another burn on him right two, oh two, no that's two that's, great that's, burns that's the, well she, she has the sickest burn like uh-huh. <laughs> Ever like in the history of this of, of, of this medium, she has the sickest burn when she gets on him, and um, he's like, the only person here who's still controlled by his parents is you, and like he can't <laughs> literally legit can't say shit back. He um, just he just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <It> just... <laughs> 
and, like and he's, the fun, the he's like, thing, I hope I catch a murderer tonight because I'm just yeah, I know, right? Shit out of them right now. And, and the interesting <laughs> thing about it is like, because you like you know, going back to that graveyard scene, like you know, the importance of of the graveyard scenes in this movie because remember that's where they, the two of them meet, right? Yep. Like, because they're both doing the same thing. Um, oh, oh, from the first episode of Smallville, yes, yeah, I am familiar. Yeah, with exactly. That. Yeah, so same exact <laughs> thing with Clark and Lana talking to her parents. And then somebody hey, and then, watched this movie. Yeah. And the series ends with Clark and Lana. It no, it doesn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, but like, you know, you know, they, there's the graveyard scene there. But then, you know, after like, you know, she shows up after he, you know, is like, I I didn't count on being happy. And she kind of she's there and it kind of consoles him and everything. And you know, question to you guys. Do, do you think that's when she the, like, do you think Bruce told her what like he was planning on doing? Like in that moment, because like they were, they seem to be like, because because you know in the movie they are about to you know they're about to go get married and everything and and, and everything's was, was seemingly all good. Do you think he told her what his original plan was? Yeah, because because even doesn't she say like, what about the plan? He's like, I'm changing the plan. So mm-hmm. I, at that point, I think he was telling her like everything. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, because there's th- there's the part where he tries to stop those robbers from, uh, you know, stealing the penguin's yeah. box. Um. Because I'm pretty sure that's the penguin. Because who the fuck else has that nose, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you know, maybe he's just Jewish. I don't know. Um, that was mean. Anyway, um, but but yeah, no, I because she because he's like, what do you want me to do? Just stand here. So clearly, at some sort of conversation had happened. Some, where he was like, yeah, some I, sort of. I'm assuming some sort of conversation happened because obviously she knows, and the, each other knows that that you know that he's that he's Batman, right? Let's that's not a. Because uh, like when he sees her in the present day, and like they're they're so familiar with each other, right? And I also like how like she keeps the like he refers to her as Andrea, like within the earshot of other people, and she refers to him as Batman. I like I I like when people like respect the the secret. Um, and, yeah, and they, yeah. They honor among these uh, people. The honor among the people. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fantastic. That is like an icon. There's so many iconic shots, but the the, the shot where. Batman goes up to the Wayne's grave and the Batman, like the, the silhouette, the shadow just goes over it. And it, uh-huh. it's fantastic. And then I think it's that same scene. And that's when she sees him and he's like, oh, and he uh-huh. just leave because that's what you would do. If you yep. were in that, if you were Batman and you had a relationship with somebody like Andrea and it ended the way it did, and you just yep. randomly see them, when you least expect it. It's like, get out of there. Get yeah, out of me as soon as possible. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's like, it reminds me of black Panther when it's like, he's like, I never freeze. And then he's like, hi, you know, yep. <laughs> it's a little bit like that. <laughs> Ryan Coogler was like, you know what they did in Batman that was great. So many people watching <laughs> Batman Masculine and Phantasm get inspiration right. as they should, as they yeah. should. Um, so I have, uh, you know, to, to wrap things up here, I have a couple of questions for you guys. Um, so the one question I, I was asking people, it doesn't really, can't really apply to this uh, <laughs> because um, I would ask, you know, what's your favorite non-Batman movie starring Batman? Which would, which is a longer way of saying what's your favorite Kevin Conroy movie? Mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy hasn't really done anything outside of Batman in like thirty years, uh, so I'll ask instead, what's your favorite, you know, post animated series Batman project that he's done? Let's uh, start with uh, Zach. Hmm. I guess I would say the video games. Yeah, do I have to pick a specific video game? Because if I have to, if I have, if I have to specific pick a specific video game, I would say Batman Vengeance because that's <laughs> like an extension of the animated show. But 
Yeah, I mean, I got to say, uh, although I haven't played a lot of them, uh, the Arkham games would have to be, because that's like your spiritual successor to Batman the Animated Series. A lot of the same voice talent, 100%. right? A lot of the way everything's created, the world there, it's just like, you know, if this was the PG version, that's like the PG-13, sometimes our version, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd have to go with that because, because, you know, hot take, I don't know if it is or not, the killing joke is horrible. And I was so excited to hear Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill be the voices of those characters in that movie. And it was so disappointing because it was like 20 minutes of a Batgirl story, which was very oddly wedged into it at the beginning. And that kind of sunk the whole thing. It wasn't and the only thing that was oddly wedged into that movie. They, they, oh, man, they they really could have made something like that actually tied into the Joker story. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, oh, this is really clever. They're going to yeah. pat it out. They're going to weave in Batgirl. All that. No, it's just here's a thing. And, and people are obsessed with Batman and Batgirl hooking up. I'm, and uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's, I would have thought if you asked me before that movie came out, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, definitely. Like Killing Joke, right? Something that's connected to these movies, but not really because of the voice mm -hmm. cast. But yeah, I, I got to go with the I got to go with the video games. Yeah. What about you, Lance? Well, I was going to say the Arkham games, um, but instead I'll go a little bit outside of the box. So you said favorite project, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have to say uh, Conroy's collaboration with Waze when you could have the voice of Batman telling you your directions. Oh, and they yeah. did that for about, you know, they did that for a few months last year. And I use that thing every single day. Uh, even when I didn't, even when I knew exactly where I was going, I just plugged <laughs> in the address so I could hear Batman telling me, he's like, at the next, at the next right, at the next light, turn right. Right. He's like yeah. a quarter of a mile, exit left. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say that. Um, I, I think I would, I, I would definitely go with the, the Arkham games as well, uh, because it, it, you know, and I, and I said this in other episodes that it, it did feel like, you know, now that you guys are older and can afford to buy your own video games, like yep. here's, here's something for you. The, the PG 13 R rated version of Batman you always wanted. Well, I don't know if I really want like an R rated version of Batman, but that shit got really dark in some, some of those scarecrow scenes. Um, but uh, and the other question I, I wanted to ask you guys is what, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I probably know the answer to this. If people are looking for other options to, you know, they're going to watch or read more comics after this, hopefully, probably not. But, you know, uh, what comic books would you recommend people read after Mask of the Phantasm? I mean, Batman Catwoman being probably the super obvious, more most recent choice. <laughs> um. Well, probably the uh, Batman Adventures season two. That's that's kind of going on at the moment. I'd recommend oh, yeah. that because again, it's a continuation of this world. Um, yeah, Paul Dini writing too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I think that that's probably the 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 best way to go. And or if you want to go back and read like the 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 comics that are based in the animated series, you can read the Batman Adventures um, as well because that's I mean. They, those have some some pretty cool stories in that as well so I, i'd recommend that what about what about you zach you're not really like a super duper comic book aficionado but what are you trying to say uh a sham i'm kidding i'm kidding no lance is definitely the, the the more of the comic book scholar than me and uh but no i, I think that's a that's a great call on the the animated uh batman the uh, the animated series adventures and all, all, all those things um 
though they're actually collecting those now in graphic novels which mm-hmm. I've, I've been trying to track down like all the issues lance has actually gifted me the, a lot of them over the years as, as, as uh, christmas presents and whatnot so my collection <laughs> of that is growing which is which is cool because it's all in this universe and a lot of it yeah. contradicts itself but it's it whatever it's fine yeah. Um, jason todd <laughs> yeah jason, jason todd okay i look Batman the Adventures continue is great, but like why they needed to wedge in Jason Todd, like when Tim Drake was their Jason Todd is yep. strange to me. Um, so, I mean, Lance, you, you covered all that stuff. I, I guess I would say, I would say the Batman Beyond comic books, you know, we mentioned them briefly, but the yeah. Batman Beyond Unlimited and then Justice League Unlimited and, and mm. uh, th- those, those were coming out during the very contentious new 52. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is my go-to. This yeah. is even today. Like, like I will, the, the, the things I stay subscribed to are the tie-ins to things like Smallville, Batman 66, mm-hmm. Superman 78. Right. I mean, these are the things I'll go to and Batman Beyond was one of them. And it's very complicated. If you're trying to get a Batman Beyond comics, do a little research because there's like, there's the original tie-in, runs, the kids yeah. WB yep. stuff. There's like, here's Terry McGinnis in the DC proper. And then, and, and here's, here's the continuation of the animated show. And there's so many confusing versions, but a Batman beyond unlimited, I think is, is the way to go. And, you know, I will say this talking about uh, sort of answering your other question again, as, as well, since we kind of overlapped answers, I would say, you know what, out of all these things, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill do appear in it. So it's safe bet. Batman brave and the bold. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Fantastic the, uh, show. The, the episode, one of the episodes written by Paul Dini was the one where he found Joe chill, chill um, the night. Yeah. yeah, just uh, and another example of the character being malleable. That goofy ass show did essentially a animated series episode, you know, like yes, and they and it, but it didn't feel out of place. I watched that episode frequently, actually, because I think Diedrich Bader, I think he was so great as like the the more like Adam Westy, but still got the kind of a gruff Batman voice. Mm-hmm. But that episode was like, like holy shit, like they. He can he he's Batman like he can be Batman, too. I think the key to that show being so successful, at least, you know, as far as I know, people <laughs> seem to like it. I don't know. But like, yeah, um, it. it was different enough from the animated series. It clearly wasn't trying to be that. Yeah. And yeah. when you got a show like the Batman, which I haven't really given like a fair shake to. So I'm not going to say here or there about it or, or even beware the Batman. It's like, hey, well, we just had that with Batman. They made series. Why are we doing that again? But different. I'm not interested in that. But Batman Brave the Bull was clearly very different. Yep. Um, and had so much story potential just across the, and even the series finale of that is like, that's right, kids, even though the show's over, Batman will always be there. I'm like, Oh uh-huh. my God. Like this was this, yep. yeah. to, to your point, Lance Pixar, right? I'm like, that's what I'm like, I'm going to like tear up here as an adult watching this show. You know, well, Kevin, oh, remember Kevin Smith talks about like how he was like, you know, like, like when he cries at everything, but Kevin like, Smith was, like, cries at everything. <laughs> but, like, he was talking about like how he was like, just like a total mess after watching the, you know, the finale of that show. Right. And yeah. it's like, I get it. That's powerful stuff, man. But anyway, so a... I, I, sh- I wanted to shout that out uh, as well. Yeah, no, I that's a, that's an awesome choice too. Uh, and you know, I think um, Kevin Smith is probably crying listening to this, going, "They sound probably. like they, they're they're friends." It's so nuts. Um, <laughs> he probably but, would do that. He's a <laughs> oh man, I, I will give him that. The finale, the season one finale of the Flash was uh, a tearjerker. So uh, it's it's something else now. Who knows? But I haven't watched it in a while. But uh, that season one finale was, you know. It probably should have just ended it there because that's how good it was. Hmm. Um, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, do you folks, uh, you know, have any, uh, you know, hopes for the future of, of the Batman franchise? You know, I mean, Zach, you were very open about saying that you're not looking forward to the movie, but 
you'll be open about it. Uh, what about what about you, Lance? Are you excited for the movie? Or are you indifferent? Where where are you on the on the Batman? Um, I'm indifferent, um, but at the same time, because it comes out like the same week as my birthday. So if it if so if it pisses me off, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be a happy camper if it's if, it's, <laughs> if it turns out to be bad. Uh, but I honestly like hopes and dreams for the future of of Batman. I think it's time that we that we go to Batman Beyond for a little bit. I think we need to. I think it's I think it's time. And with you know the funny thing with Batman Beyond is like they thought that it was time you know 20 years ago right yeah. to move on from from the Bruce Wayne side of things right and that with that gamble paid off because Batman Beyond was fantastic and like it's like and it proved that like we can move on from Bruce Wayne and 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 it and, and still be okay and i think that for we we should for a little bit do that and then there'll be a time obviously to come back to Bruce Wayne because there's still things you could do with Bruce Wayne um until you know traditional ish batman stories or like with, with the, the the original og batman but i think now instead of just trying to rehash different versions of a year one story with bruce wayne like let's 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 take it a step further let's do something out of the box and let's do uh batman beyond well i think uh well i mean to your point though we haven't seen batman year three so, <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll be the next one that'll be the yeah. next trilogy <laughs> Uh, what about what about you, Zach? Do you I mean, not excited for the Batman, but uh, there is still potentially a future for Michael Keaton in the DC EU or whatever the hell they want to call it nowadays. Worlds of DC, I think they were trying to say for a minute that, for, for a hot minute. And that, that quickly went away. <laughs> I uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, Lance and I are best friends, as some of you may know from listening to things. So we have a mm-hmm. lot of similar opinions about things and then a lot of very different opinions about things, it's true. which is what makes our conversation so fun. So. Yeah. The, uh, the convergence of this will be Flash, the Flash movie, <laughs> because yeah. it's like I I agree with Lance. I think uh, Batman Beyond is the way to go, and you you got Michael Keaton back to play Batman again, and old Bruce Wayne. These are the things we used to sit around the lunch table and talk about. Like, wouldn't it be cool if they got yeah. Michael Keaton back? Yep. The, and they did it, and they're doing this, and like if they don't follow up. The Flash with a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton, then what was the point? Like, I'm going to be very disappointed if they don't, because I think, you know, like we were saying earlier, I think, JJ, you brought it up, the, the people writing things now were our age, like, yeah. at the time when all these things came out. So Terry McGinnis, and, and it, like, is, like, canon to us, just like he's as relevant in, in, uh, as Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. I mean, he's as much Batman, and you see all these things, like, Jim Gordon is Batman and all this kind of not, I'm like, you guys are, let's introduce a fifth Robin and all this nonsense. Yeah. Like guys, the, the, the blueprint is right there. Like yep. you just take Blade Runner and meet the Batman and you have an entire untapped potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, now if you did here, you know, if you did Batman beyond one of the coolest Batman beyond things is return of the Joker. You really can't do that with, with just the Michael Keaton version. It just wouldn't work. But the thing is, so, it's, okay, it's okay if we don't have the no, Joker. No, right? it, it, it is okay. That would be another because, refreshing thing to kind of mix yeah, it up because, because as much has, as we love the Joker, he is so overdone, right? So yeah. yeah. So you yeah. have like because you we can we can have Blight, we can have we can have Ink, we can have Spellbound, we can have Shriek. Like there's there he had his rogues Terry's rogues gallery is just as iconic as 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 Bruce's, right? Oh. He has his own unique one. Well, so I'll like, take it. I'll take it a step that. further though. I'll take it a step further. Like like. But Michael Keaton's Batman, we never get to see him fight Mr. Freeze, right? Mm. So do the Mr. Freeze episode from Batman Beyond as a movie, but then you get flashbacks with, you know, CGI or whatever you got to do. But like, you know, the Michael Keaton Heart of Ice story, right? You could do all yeah. that stuff. Um, with fla- That's the flashbacks are the key, 
right? Return of the Joker and Mask of the Phantasm are both built around these flashbacks and they're so awesome. So that's like, ideally, I, I want to see a series of Batman Beyond, like a show, a movie. I think it'd be so expensive. It'd have to be a movie. You know, if you really want to do it right. I don't know, but TV shows are getting pretty expensive these days. But just yeah. a series of that stuff to see all those villains you just said, um, to see Bat Bruce Wayne in the in the bat armor fighting ink or something, such so it'd be so awesome. So I think yeah. I agree. Like we're so and that, that's like the Batman. We'll see. Maybe it'll change my mind, but I'm just so it's I feel like we've, we've covered all this ground so many times. Yeah, because you know, like because you know, like if this movie does well, there's gonna be a sequel, there's gonna be a the Batman too, and we already know who's gonna be in the Batman too, the Joker, right? Like it's it's maybe I mean, Harvey like, did too. <laughs> Maybe, right? But they're going to do the exact same thing, right? So, but see, you run the risk. It's it's Spider Man at that point. Yeah, it's like I know. how many Spider Man? The same villain. All the, 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 right. So it's just I want to see different stuff. And Batman is such a deep bench of villain, like the Mad Hatter. Like I don't. Let's see him in a movie, right? You can do something yeah. cool with that. People love Alice in Wonderland, right? Well, those, yeah, those, can, those, ten bird, those ten bird Alice in Wonderland movies did pretty good. You do, you know, like, <laughs> and, and you could follow the same, like you know, like you know, tropes. And, and formulaicness of, of Hollywood, right? And be like, oh, you could do something trippy and weird with it. Like if you do the Alice in Wonderland thing with the Mad Hatter, you totally do that. It fit, it fit all the, it would check all the boxes of the, of the people of, of the, you know, of cinema Twitter, right? If you do yep. some of those things, but you know, um, they're just going to stick doing the same things over and over again. You know, and I think, uh, I mean, that's definitely a valid point. Um, yeah, and I like seeing new interpretations of things. I mean, obviously being a comic book fan, like, Every time a, a new writer comes on, you know, Josh, uh, time of this recording, Joshua Williamson just took over Batman um, and they brought back the yellow oval. Right. You know, so it's yeah. like they're, you yeah. know, and, ba and Batman's leaving Gotham and he's going to be globetrotting. And, and so just so like it, Batman Inc. again, <laughs> I I guess I think Batman Inc. is a part of it. Um, for a second, I was a little confused. I was like, wait, no, no, Inc.'s not in it. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh not, uh, Batman Inc. Inc. Uh, but yeah. I, I so I, I don't mind the the reinterpretations. I don't mind because it's like it's it's sort of like you know eating like having like a steak or something, right? Like uh, this one wasn't seasoned just right. Like uh, this one didn't you know this one wasn't cooked enough. It's like oh this one was perfect. You know what I mean? It's like I guess a better analogy would be pizza. So you know a lot mm -hmm. of people like to say like e even bad pizza is better than no pizza or whatever. I would say you know, bad steak is better than no steak. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, so I, I don't mind the reinterpretations. What I mind is I, I want, if you're going to do a new interpretation, just like commit to it. And I feel like Matt Reeves has committed to Batman um, the same way he committed to Planet of the Apes. Um, and it's, it, it, that to me is what sells it because, you know, Warner Brothers is obviously committed to it as well. They've ordered apparently two spinoffs <laughs> yeah. for the Penguin and the GCPD. Wait, like, a Commissioner Gordon show? Have we ever had one of those? I, I don't know. I don't think that's ever done before. I love Jeffrey Wright, so I, I am. I'd be more. I'm more excited for that than the Oswald Cobblepot show. Like yeah, again, those seriously, just, what the fuck is that? It's just they <laughs> took the one show and made it two shows. Now. <laughs> just, like, that's oh. what both of those. That one show was about. Remember the main things. two characters of God. <laughs> they were. Um, so I'll reserve judgment for when we start to see footage and stuff uh, because I do think Peacemaker looks kind of cool. Um, I refuse to watch Peacemaker. I, ref uh, I, I refuse. <laughs> Fucking well, okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I, I don't mind the reinterpretations. I, I just, at the end of the day, what we all really want is just quality storytelling. Yes. So if, if we get Batman Beyond, it's like, 
it's not going to be automatically good because Michael Keaton's in it. That helps, but it it's like if, if they're the filmmakers are excited and committed, then yeah, it it'll be you know it'll be worth watching because that's part of the reason I feel like the Amazing Spider-Man movies weren't as good as like the Raimi movies. I didn't feel like everybody's heart was in it except for Andrew Garfield. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. the only one. Yeah, but um, you know, and and with the Avengers movies, it's like like Joss Whedon was a you know I mean boo Joss Whedon, but he was a fan. So he knew how to tell these stories. And then the um, Russo brothers came along and told them much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but they were, but they were also fans. They were know? bigger yeah. fans. Exactly. Yeah. Clearly they were bigger fans. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they know to keep their hands off of women too. So that, that helps too. Yeah, that uh, does help. But uh, it's, you know, and I think, uh, you know, Richard Donner and Tom Mankiewicz, they were big Superman fans. So they knew how to tell a good Superman story. Um, it's just, you know at the end of the day that's that's all i really want i just want if you're gonna do it then do it like you know i mean zach you recently just got engaged you know it's like it it's a commitment you know like you gotta be invested um this is obviously a much smaller scale than spending the rest of your life with someone but <laughs> um well we're gonna but, spend know. the rest of our lives with these characters one way or the other so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it's like you know let's so if we're gonna do batman beyond which i agree that is the next step um, but you could do, do you you could do all of them at the same. You could have the Batman going on, and you can have Batman Beyond going on, and and you can just give us more of this stuff. Like I mean, we're making fun of Marvel for having all these shows, but they got lots of content they're churning out. You could just make it totally disconnected from the Batman, have all your stuff over here, and give us the Michael Keaton Batman Beyond stuff, and everyone would be happy. You know what I mean? I, I'd be I'd be down for like an HBO Max show of Batman Beyond, like if they wanted to do Keaton and some younger actor as Batman Beyond. Um, yeah, my fan casting that has to, has changed because then we just keep going like uh, Milo, what's his name from Heroes, and this is us. V, I can never Ventum, Ventimiglia. It's like yeah, this he was always Italianist like name. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, I was like he'd be awesome as Terry McGinnis, and now he's oh, like forty yeah. five year old man. So <laughs> he'd be like, great well, as Terry's dad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is yes, one off. So. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I think uh, I I think that should be the way to go, and I'm I'm you know. I'm very excited for the Batman. I think, you know, we're, we're really in like the weirdest golden age of comic book content. Aren't we like, um, you know, the joke I always make is like when I was your age, we had to wait three years for a Batman movie and we didn't know if it was going to be good or not. Like, like we didn't know who was going to be playing Batman or not. (laughs) Exactly. You know, they, they James Bond through all those. (laughs) Yeah. I've been, you know, I'll say this. I have been proven wrong before, like Krypton. You tell me that I'm like, why are we making this? What is, why, what is the point of this nonsense? And Mm. I was like, this is a fantastic show. (laughs) This was was a fantastic show. Uh, Same thing about uh, Superman and Lois. I, I was like, why I've been to Smallville. Why are we doing this? I'm like, this is a fantastic show. So the Batman could prove me wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, usually, it's usually because I want something else instead of what they give us that frustrates me. Uh, it's like I would have loved a Ben Affleck solo Batman movie, but that's that's not going to happen, I don't think, unfortunately. So that's why I'm like, all right, well, let's 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 see this, let's see that, you know. And and let, I, mean, I love Matt Reeves. We've been talking about bad things about Matt Reeves. If people don't know about Matt Reeves, check out the Planet of the Apes movies, the the reboot trilogy. It's fantastic, fantastic storyteller, and I, that's where it starts, right? You could have the coolest actors, like you said, my, just because Michael Keaton's in it doesn't mean it's good. You could have the most fantastic production design and, and actors, yep. but if the story isn't there, then what is the point, right? So, that, I mean, the, the content the cast, matters. The the cast of Batman and Robin were like the most famous people on the planet at the time. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, they really were. It's like the star of Clueless, Arnold Schwarzenegger, ER, you know, George. 
Clooney, yep. Donald, and you know, Pulp Fiction, Zuma <laughs> Thurman. They're right. all in a Batman movie, and then you know, we all went to go see it. And but who's the most famous today? Chris O'Donnell's star of NCIS Los Angeles, Los Angeles. hanging out with <laughs> LL Cool J. LL cool J. Oh. Less, less said about. I have many thoughts on LL Cool J. And is Chris most- O'Donnell going to show up in the Flash? I'd be so excited. I, so. I hope so. Like him and uh, I think, but I think they should keep it where it's Chris O'Donnell, but he's still playing his character from NCIS. <laughs> 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 like just, just, just do that version. Um, well, gentlemen, this this has been a, an absolute blast. Um, you know, it's it. You know, I've gotten you both on separately, and now to have you together, like this was just this was cake from from top to bottom. Um, it was a really good steak. I'll put it that way. <laughs> ah, it uh, is. So, um, so uh, Lance, if people are looking for you out there mm-hmm. on the interwebs, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias. Uh, you can find me on the nerd party talking about sports movies on training montage, a sports movie podcast. You can find us on Twitter at join nerd party or the nerd and you can find me talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow, part of the United Federation of Podcasts. And you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. Um, I gotta, I gotta have to check that out because I, I'm not a big sports guy, but I love sports movies. Okay. Like, remember the Titans is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Good as so, it should be. Yeah, yeah ours <laughs> it's like too. It, I'm, uh, I'm not a, you know. I don't know. It was always weird like that. You, you know, I'm, you know, this is a shock. I'm weird. Um, uh, but it's like, I don't watch sports, but like sports movies, I'm like, that looks so great and inspirational. I'm going to cry the whole time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and Zach, uh, where can people find you? Well, you can find me personally on Twitter at moron Zach. That's M O O R E O N Z A C H. I'm a host of a couple of podcasts on the United Federation of podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at UFP Earth. I do franchise fatigue and Sasquatch. Those are twice a month and once a month shows over there. You can find me talking about non-superhero things most of the time. And then, of course, I am the host of Always Hold On to Smallville. You can find us on Twitter at Always Smallville with one S. We talk about each and every episode of that young Superman show that ran from 2001 to 2011 on WB and CW. Oh, so, you know, you guys, you know, your podcast, your Always podcast are great. Um, I just was tuning into your uh, Hawkeye episodes, uh, Zach, or excuse me, Lance. Geez. Thank you. Ah, sorry. I was very proud of my Hawkeye episodes. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I, you know, so you guys are doing great work. Um, you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if I'm being totally honest, you know, you guys, when I got really into always hold on small those, the reason I wanted to start a podcast because I was like, hey, what have know? we done, Lance? What have we done? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay. Um, I was happy. Anyway, uh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, it, it, I was like, I've got stuff to say. I think I'm interesting. Why not? Um, I don't have to do all the work that uh, you guys do for your shows. <laughs> um, but uh, I do I do a little bit of homework, you know, like I, I knew I knew that Zach was the Hawkeye guy. I mean, ah, Lance is the Hawkeye guy. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, they, they have me watching Hawkeye. That's the first Disney Plus Marvel show I've watched. So uh, I would not have watched it if, if Lance and Kev had not started talking about it. And I'm very happy I did because it's a fantastic show. And if the other ones are this good, then I'm very excited because I have a lot of Marvel <laughs> Disney Plus shows to catch up on. Yeah, There's, I, there, Maybe we'll get another quarantine where <laughs> you'll have the time to watch them. I, cer- <laughs> I certainly hope not. If Omicron Percy I-8 has anything to say about it, we'll, we'll find out. Um, yeah. But um, 
but uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you know, I say this to every guest and I always mean it that I want you uh, to come back uh, because our conversations are always so much fun, even just privately, uh, you know, sending funny memes and stuff. Um, it's always a good time. So uh, gentlemen, thanks again for being here. Um, and to everyone listening out there, just have one question for you. What will vengeance solve? That was a terrible ending. I can't believe I ended it that way. <sighs>